Hi, everyone, and welcome to the February 24th, 2023 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor at Automotive News Canada. Today, we hear from Ontario Premier Doug Ford. Our Toronto Bureau Chief, David Kennedy, caught up with the Premier during the Canadian International Auto Show in Toronto. The Premier will talk about automotive investment in the province, in particular when he might announce the province has won yet another electric vehicle battery plant. He'll offer his thoughts on the federal government's proposed zero-emissions vehicle sales mandate, explain why he's against electric vehicle rebates, and he'll discuss the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act and how it affects Ontario. All that and more on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. So you just got your first look at Arrow. Tell me what you think. Man, I, I was impressed. And I, I love that it's all Ontario. And I, I remember Flavio coming to my office. And we sat down, I think it was 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And he said, I have this concept. And I said, well, you know, let's get it done. Yeah. And so I think it was just under $2 million, $1.8 million. And we were the first to get in uh, you know, on the project. And the rest of the partners came in. But man, that's impressive. That yeah. is really, really impressive. And I'm just uh, so proud of Flavio and their and their team that put that together. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Flavio is always a little bit coy when I ask him this. But, you know, yeah. uh, in terms of shifting the car into production, potentially, you know, obviously, that's not really the intention. But he's yeah. always, you know, kicking around the idea. Um, do you think Ontario has the ecosystem to build a car like that if it, if it needs to? or could? Yeah, I, I think so. I always believe the market dictates, right? And... and uh, I believe that we we have the the people, we have the, the manufacturers, the OEMs, to put something out together, and we'll we'll have to see. But yeah. we would support any innovation and creativity out of box thinkers here in Ontario. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, in terms of. Uh progress on that front. I know uh, one of the pillars of the auto policy, I can't remember if it was, uh, I think it's probably the phase two part of it. Uh, you know, you're looking to attract a new assembly plant to the province. Yeah, we are. So tell me about, uh, you know, just a couple, I know it's not going to happen quickly, but uh, yeah. tell me about progress there. Well, I, as long as we, I'm going to talk broader rather than get right into the weeds with that, that one uh, company, but, you know, we've created the environment and the conditions for companies to come here by reducing the burden of $7 billion off the backs of companies. We're in such a competitive market worldwide, not to mention, you know, competing against the U.S. and Mexico. And we've really turned the turned the corner right now, but there's always room for improvement. I always believe in continuous improvement. And we're there, as I, as I say, the, uh, the opportunities are there right now. And that door uh, doesn't always stay open. Uh, we've been working collaboratively with the federal government as, as well. And once we all work together, private sector, the provincial federal governments, we're unstoppable. Uh, and we've seen over $16 billion of investment right here in Ontario. And it seems to continue coming. Uh, we we want to make sure that we have enough people to fill the jobs and make sure they're trained properly. So there's uh, that, that's a little hurdle, but it's probably a good thing to have when you, you need more people to fill the jobs. Jobs are coming in quicker than we can, we can have the people. Yeah, no, makes sense. And uh, you mentioned collaboration with uh, other governments. Yes. Um, obviously, one of the things recently has been the IRA yes. uh, that's come up at mm-hmm. the U.S. Uh, and, you know, very, very hefty incentives um, offered yeah. down south. Okay. Um, and I know uh, Minister Freeland has sort of indicated that, you know, she's looking for provincial help 
on uh, countering those incentives. Is Ontario ready to step up on that front? Well, we've stepped up in every single aspect. Uh, the difference is they have the printing machine. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the printing machine. And if they take care of the IRA, uh, we're taking care of other ends, uh, energy costs that they aren't involved in, uh, healthcare costs that they aren't involved in. And that's, that's our competitive advantage compared to other areas. And we have most talented people uh, out there. We're graduating 60,000 STEM students, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math out of our colleges and universities. 25 uh, colleges and universities, or 26, uh, that are focused in the auto sector. We need to expand that as well. So they, they should take care of the IRA, and it's federal to federal, meaning federal Canada, federal U.S., and hopefully they're going to have a talk with President Biden when he comes up here. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so that's a problem. It's a massive problem. Yeah. So we're going to make sure we sit down with the federal government. They've been a good partner. And, you know, that, that could really hurt the, the auto sector. So for all the good that the feds have done, they take it away in one clean swoop. And, you know, they're, they're, they're smart. They, they understand. So they have to change that. Simple as that. You're and waiting for I, the budget I, then. I am dead against that. Yeah. It is, it's, it is not good for the industry. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about uh, does that mandate then? So it, yeah. you're, you're just straight out against it. You don't uh, want to see it. Yeah. Well, even move it to 2035 or 2040. I, I can't stand when government dictates to the private sector what to do. The market dictates all the time, not the government. As soon as the government sticks their nose into something, starts mandating, it never works out. The government should be there to clear the way, get rid of the red tape, the regulations, making sure that we give them incentives to compete, be it the IRA or other incentives, but don't dictate what they have to manufacture by a certain date. Yeah. And I know, uh, you know, when we were talking about climate change policy, I know the province ultimately challenged those rules. Do you think that if an avenue arises to challenge the ZEP mandate, uh, Ontario would take it? Well, I, I would. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Number one, we have clean energy here, 96% clean energy. Uh, we're, and it's not either or, it's and. I always say it's not this way or that way. You can be environmentally friendly and create economic growth at the same time. We have done more for the, uh, the the environment than any government ever, no matter if it's building the largest subway system in North America to get people out of the cars, uh, making uh, green steel, electric arc furnaces, uh, first in its world to have green, green steel out of the Fasco. I just came back from Algoma doing the same thing. That's like taking close to 2 million cars off the road on the emission side. Um, so you, you can have both. You can't. You just can't be one way. Yeah. So we're going to work uh, again in cooperation with the federal government, but they have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Are you having some of those conversations? We are. Yeah. Yeah. And are. Uh, just it's kind of a work in progress. It sounds like it is, but we can't we can't keep delaying. They have to have uh, these companies have to have certainty, and when they go to corporate office worldwide, they want certainty. They want to know where where we're going to be going. Uh, in the next five, 10 years. So yep. we'll make sure we give them certainty here in Ontario. Sure. And uh, one of the things, you know, we've talked, we've talked about this a lot, uh, incentives. Yes. Uh, you know, that's another big sticking point uh, between you and the federal government, I know. Mm -hmm. um, 
I wanted to ask, uh, so last year, BC implemented income-based uh, incentives on electric vehicles. So, you know, if you make over $150,000 a year, you don't get anything. If you make less uh, and, you know, you get more money, the, more, the less money you make. Is that yeah. something that you could consider? Well, what we're doing, we're investing in the industry and jobs that are going to be long-term, good-paying jobs. Uh, the, the previous incentive was giving anyone that was buying domestic or foreign a break. So our money, you know, is supporting jurisdictions outside of Ontario. Yeah. And we've poured billions of dollars into the sector, uh, creating long-term, good-paying jobs uh, right across even, even the tech sector that's built into the auto sector to a certain degree as well. So that's where we believe uh, long-term feasibility would be. Let's build the, the, the facilities rather than let them leave the, the province like they did under the previous administration. Let's support them and let's bring the cost down as we manufacture more and more and the technology changes. Let's get uh, charging stations, put that money towards charging stations all throughout the province. We've allocated about $91 million coming up, but that, that can change to 100 or 200 million, whatever the market needs. Uh, and then when it's cost competitive, the electric vehicle and the cost comes down the average family can can afford to do it so it's all tied into the supply chain energy sector and uh, the critical minerals steel auto manufacturing it's all tied in yeah on just on the in income based ones though just uh you know it's not so much different it's not much different than uh energy for instance right uh low-income families get a break on energy yeah is it uh, is it something you would consider or is it just not uh, not in the cards? Well, I, I never say never, put it that way. Yeah. Everything's open for discussion, but we're pouring money into the sector yeah. and uh, creating jobs. Yeah. And just tell me a little bit, because I know I've been hearing this from industry yeah. and obviously from the federal government uh, that, you know, they're they're really looking for Ontario to make a move here. I'm assuming you're feeling some pressure from uh, groups uh, across the board on, Zeps, uh, on the incentive side. Well, you know, something again on, on the incentives, we, we look at putting incentives for companies to open up. We're, we're putting billions and billions of dollars. We, we hopefully will have a big announcement, another battery manufacturing company coming to Ontario. Uh, we're, we're putting massive incentives to create up to 3,000 jobs, seven to one spin-off jobs. And... Uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, and uh, on the battery front, I know I know you can't say too much oh, yeah. here, but uh, I know uh, I always talk to Minister Fideli, and uh, I think the last number was you know still in the running for six battery plants. Uh, we are. And uh, can you give me an, a hint anyway of when we could see you know you finalize another one? Maybe, maybe in April, maybe sooner. Awesome. But when you're competing, uh, you know, a lot without naming company. They start off with 90 jurisdictions around the world. They're down to one or two, and we're one of them. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just uh, kind of on the final point, uh, minerals, you mentioned this. I know you were up north uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, so one of the things, obviously, is to bring the north into this automotive supply yes. chain. Uh, can you just tell me a little bit about how some of those mining companies uh, are making progress, particularly when it comes to you know the value added, those hydroxide plants and things like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. So, well, first of all, we'll, we'll talk about uh, kind of that, the area that everyone's looking at is the Ring of Fire. 
We've put a billion dollars into building that road. Uh, we have uh, Webaquay First Nations, Martin Falls First Nations on board. They're doing the environmental assessment. We're pushing along. It's already happening. We're working with the federal government not to duplicate the environmental assessment. It doesn't make any sense. Our, our EAs are second to none in the world. Uh, we need to get up there, start start moving. Uh, talking to another company for lithium, uh, they're, they're a couple of years away uh, right now, a few years. But we are throwing everything we have at uh, at these companies to support them. No matter it's red tape, regulations, incentives, financial incentives, partnering up with uh, other people to make it happen. Because we have 34, I know you don't need all 34, but we have 34 critical minerals that the world wants. Yeah. And uh, I just say we have to have added value. We cannot just ship off our raw critical minerals until another country can manufacture it and send their batteries over here. Yeah. They can take our critical minerals as long as they open up here in Ontario. Yeah. And that's something I, I know uh, ministerial approval is allowed to take minerals yes. offshore, but you're not going to you're not going to see that happen. No, but the clear message to the federal government, it's not the jurisdiction of a federal government, natural resources, critical minerals under the Constitution. It's a jurisdiction of the province, not the feds. We want to work with them. They aren't going to be shipping raw materials out of our province to another country. So. They can create jobs. Not going to happen. I want to thank Premier Doug Ford for being our guest today and David for conducting the interview. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.